Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Poetry After Dark, where tonight we're featuring Nicola Mitchell. And I'm thanking everyone that's going to be tuning in tonight to welcome in this fabulous spoken word artist. In just a few minutes, we will get started with the interview. Right now, we're going to play a track so everyone can get in their spots, and we're going to get this thing started. All right. All right, co-host. Hey. Hey. I know that's right. Are you ready, girl? Girl, I am ready. I see my Southtown people ready. I see y'all. I see y'all on the line. Give us a minute. We're going to pull y'all in. That's right. Big shout-outs to Chicago, though. We're going to play this track, and we're going to come back in so I can figure out which one of these numbers is uh, Nikolai, because I'm not sure. So we'll be right back.
check it for a second. I'm about to direct you to the internet to hiphopsisters.com, home of female lyricists with messages. See the true light at last shining in the Mecca of Queens, a matriarch community of hip-hop ladies that came together because they couldn't get no love or respect from commercial industry. Now they doing their own thing and it's easy for you to see. All you got to do is go to hiphopsisters.com, sign up and become members and have full free access to videos and tracks of top-notch female producers, DJs, poets, and film C's. But your contribution to blogs and discussion is also a necessity because it's not just music, it's a movement to put out quality hip-hop and represent the culture in contrast to the male-dominated garbage that young minds are being bombarded with through mainstream hip-hop sisters. Dot com, that is. All right, all right, and we're back with Poetry After Dark. Tonight we are featuring Nikolai Mitchell, young brother doing his thing in the spoken word category. And we're going to bring yeah, him yeah. in. We're going to bring him Not in right now. Get the movement. <laughs> <laughs> Got to love China Blue, ladies and gentlemen. Got to love her. <laughs> Got to love me. All right. Let's check the phone lines. I have. And then at 0849, is this you, Nicola? Yes. Am I pronouncing your Hi, name right? Hi, Nicola. Um, hello. Uh, it's, it, my name is actually uh, Frankine. Nicole is my middle name. Oh, oh I like okay. that one. <laughs> well, you wouldn't mind if, if, if I call you um, Nicole then. No, not at all. Um, it would be new. It'll be new. Hey, well, that's what we do. We bring new to the front. So um, before we get started with our interview, I just want to reintroduce the voices again so you'll know who is who. I am the okay. poetess, and and the other voice will be China Blue. Okay. All right. So um, to get us started, just give us a little information about yourself. Well, uh, I... I started late. A lot of people who who hear me think that I've been doing this for uh, a while, actually performing or writing. I started my senior year in high school, which was in 2008. But um, I came from um, like I grew up in Chicago, uptown area. Um, the area I grew up in actually has been gentrified already. But um, back in the in the 90s when I was coming up, it was it wasn't a, a great area, and I saw a lot of a lot of um, things that you probably see on the wire on the TV show. But um, I went to public school there for a while, ended up going to a suburban school for third through eighth grade, came back to Chicago for high school, and um, didn't really like the, the Chicago public school system, so I started organizing and using poetry to, to help everything out. Um, I, I actually want to be a, a writer. I want to uh, write books and publish uh, poetry, poetry as well. That's what I'm aspiring to do. That's what I'm in school for. And I also want to combine artists and activists together to pretty much repaint Chicago, get rid of the violence, better the school systems, better just overall living for people of low income and people in general. That's my mission. Mm-hmm. And that's a, indeed a good mission to bring poetry. Poetry to me is already a healing format, but <clears throat> to bring the activists together with poetry, I think you are on to something right there, brother. That is going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I guess I got the people in my corner to do it. We just have to do it. That's all. That's all. It's in the way. It's actually doing it. Okay. 
So what part of Chi-Town did you grow up on? Did you say that? Uh, I didn't need to say what part. I, I, I moved around. We started off on the south side, uh, in the south side projects, and then ended up on the north side in Uptown. Uh, so that's where I spent most of my life, about 13 years, uh, Uptown, north side. And now I'm out way south um, in the south suburbs in Markham, Illinois. Uh, you know, okay. We got that town representing tonight. I'm from yeah. Chicago. We got yeah. we got shy people calling in tonight to rep the city, so feel okay. good. We we got the back tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not alone. <laughs> not alone. No, that's right. <clears throat> okay, so is there a person, poet, priest, someone out there that inspires you? Um the the person who inspired me from the beginning, probably up until now, would, would have to be my drama teacher. She uh, she was a she's from Greece, and we you know we had to struggle being uh, African descent. You you know the history of slavery and 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 just the whole situation with that. And today the the racism that still exists, but people don't really. Uh, look outside of that once you, when you have that struggle you think that's the only struggle that exists and she had to change her entire name her whole family had to change their names when they when they came here and her name is Rita Kentros but her actual name is something that's way too complex for me to pronounce and and they had to change they had to give up a lot of stuff to get here and when they got here they pretty much went through the same thing that that my my culture went through our race went through um and she writes about other people. She doesn't write about her struggles. She writes about other people's struggles. She writes to heal and, and fill voids in other people's lives, and I think that's what really got me got me into it was her her care, her compassion for other people, without even necessarily having intimate relationships with them or or close connections. She sees people's pain and she sympathizes just naturally and she wants to write and she wants to help and that's why when I write I like to I like to be specific sometimes but I like to keep it broad and general and just talk about struggles and bring awareness so that people can start making changes and she she's inspired me since since high school so that would be my main uh inspiration she's also a poet and she's an English teacher as well Oh okay and what was her name Her name was Rita Kentros that's nice. So in your work, it seems like you, you write what you see or what you grew up in and your surroundings. Do you see yourself yeah. leaving that format or you want to stick with that particular format? Um, um that's that's probably the bread and butter of what I do, but I, I try new things every day. I don't um necessarily publicize it or post it, but um I, I try a lot of stuff and I, I'm also open to a lot of requests. People ask me all the time to, to they give me like a situation or a scenario or something they've been through, and they want me to put it in words form or in a poem form. I do that all the time, so it kind of teaches me to to be able to have a range of of what I'm talking about as well as a range of techniques because I can't use the same technique uh, talking about you know um, gentrification or talking about racism as I can about you know, someone losing a, a puppy or a kitten. So uh, right. it, 
I stay open, so I, it, it helps me stay open and flexible with it. That's what's up. <laughs> and that's good to be versatile with the writing. I wish I can get like that. <laughs> you don't think you're versatile? Nope, not at all. Yeah, you know what? You might be right. All her poems are gangsters. She just always trying to just shut somebody down and her pieces. Like, this ain't what y'all want. So she might be right. (laughs) Well, I don't know. That piece you did on the collab show was all central. I was like, oh, who was that? And you know what? That's because someone pulled that out. And that's a difference. But in his aspect, like, he's telling us that someone can give him a scenario and he can write about it. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I don't think I'm at that level at all. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with some more questions for you. Okay. Um, gosh, I want to say your name again. I'm I'm scared I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> the middle name or the first name? The middle name. Nicole. Nicole. All right, we'll be right back with Nicole, y'all. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, yo, come again. Yeah. 
What up, though? What up, though? What, what up, though? This is DJ DZD on the ones and twos. And when I'm sitting back relaxing on a Tuesday or a Friday, I get on my computer. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash thepoetess. The angelic poetess me. And I sit back and listen to the soothing sounds of good old school and a little bit of new school R&B. That sets the mood just right for all the dynamic, dynamic fantastic, fantastic, and out of sight poetry that sounds to mind, mind, body, and soul on the late night tip from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's where you'll find me. So tune in. Her show is definitely a show you don't want to miss. You dig? That's up. When, when I'm feeling sitting back and I'm sitting on my ass while I listen to D and Yellow And with the portion what I need, satisfaction guaranteed, who I listen to D and Yellow So she's a queen of poetry, golf talk radio where she be, and her name is D and Friday's where it's at, and she's on the late night track, and her name is D and Yellow Poetess. D and Yellow Poetess. D and all right, all right, we're back. Poetry after dark future and Nico oops, about to mess his name and get up again. I'm just gonna say Mr. Mitchell, just to keep it on the safe side. <laughs> Well, I'm waiting for my co-host to get back online. I think we lost her in the chat, but we're going to keep this interview moving. Very interested to get into the life of um, Mr. Mitchell here. So I'm bringing you back on the air. Okay. So as of um, right now and lately, what have you been doing in the spoken word community? Uh, as of right now, I've just been attending. There's this there was this place called Bolas. It's an African cuisine uh, near Wrigley Field in Chicago that I used to go to every Monday for for Speak Out Mondays. And it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just poetry. There was uh, also you can just get up there and speak your mind if you had a stressful day and you just wanted to tell a group of strangers about it. Then you could. It it literally was just a Speak Out Monday, and uh, that that is going to be starting up again really soon. Uh, but um. Other than that, I, I've been recording videos. I just did another video shoot with Elijah Hall, which is one of the people who's helping me with my mission to join the activists and artists. And I just did another another piece that I mean, hopefully we'll edit and get, and get done. So uh, that's, that's what I've just recently done. Mm-hmm. Have you um, <clears throat> have you did any collaborations with any other poets? Uh, I, I look to all the time, and people always get the the front end of it. You know, they say, yeah, you know, you, you're great. Let's do a collab, and then I never hear from them again. Or, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do my part. I'll, I'll call a couple times and say, let's let's write a piece. And they will be like, yeah, but we never get around to it. I don't know if it's, if it's me or uh, if I seem busy or it's something I do, but I never get a chance to actually complete the collaboration. But I always extend myself to I always put myself out on the table. I'm willing to collab with anybody, you know, and, you know, it's, I figure we can help each other out, you know. It's, I can learn mm-hmm. some techniques. You can learn some techniques or whatever we may have, but no one ever actually goes through the whole process with me. Oh, I see. Well, hopefully we can get that done. I would love myself to collab with you 
on um, many aspects of your writing. I've been taking a look at what you've been doing, and it's really pretty good work. Thank and, you. Are you welcome? So in, in your poetry, is it basically of life, or do you have all sorts of poetry, like love and erotica and stuff like that? Yeah, I have I have all sorts of all sorts of things. Um I actually my first few, uh, because of the request were all love. Um and I became I became pretty good at that because uh most of my female friends when when I when they ask for a poem it's about a bad relationship, a good relationship, a relationship that's on the verge of becoming bad or becoming good. So all relationships and love. So I became an expert real quick in the, in the love poetry. <laughs> I know that's right. So um, this piece, I know I have two tracks of yours, um, mm-hmm. but this particular piece that I heard just listen. Mm-hmm. Tell the people about that piece. You want me to explain it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, basically... Um, it's a piece about just a bunch of injustices that I see in the inner city community. And I actually started with myself. The first line was, how is it that people on Medicaid can't get Medicaid? And I was actually on Medicaid um, under under my mom's name, and I got into a uh, – I had an injury from football, and they wouldn't accept it. Uh, I was, I think, 16. I was a sophomore in high school, and they wouldn't accept it. They wouldn't accept my uh, my medical card at the hospital to cover the the cost of of the um, whatever they did to to make me better. So that that was something that I held on to for a long time because it's it's already you already have this because you are your finances are low. So why even take that away for whatever reason right. you take it away for? And then from there I get more broad into you know, um, a little bit about the war, the, the presidential election with George Bush and how we sent the troops supposedly to find weapons of mass destruction. And um, I talk about immigration and how we don't, we claim to be very strict about who we allow into America, but it's supposed to be a land of the free. But at the same time, we have double standards because big business business owners would love to have cheap labor forces which are immigrants working for their companies with without um you know documentation so they they don't have to they don't have to pay them according to the US constitution or or labor laws and I just talk I talk about pretty much all the injustices I see going on and I th- I like to go That's from specific to Chicago take it broad to try I try to take it universal but sometimes I just get out to the United States and I try to bring it back to Chicago I feel that. Wow. Well, um, co-host is from Chicago, so I'm sure she can relate to some of the things that you're saying in that piece. That piece right there itself is kind of the sound to me, but it's real yeah, talk. It's the talk about really things like that need to be said. Yeah. You like the really piece? I reposted it on my page. I reposted it today on my wall. I really enjoyed the piece. I listened to it twice. That's actually how I got my nickname, which was uh, chemotherapy. Um, they they call in school they call me chemotherapy because what I say is like 
it's the truth, so it kind of hurts, but mm. you need it as a part of the healing process. So it's kind of like the treatment. And since my name was Frank King, they, was like, they all called me chemo with a K. Mm. So, so um, that's, that's the piece that actually got me my nickname. Okay, well, you oh. got a piece ready right now? Yeah, I got a lot of them still. I have a, a, a great memory, so, so I got a lot of them still <laughs> back there. Hey, that's that's a poetry, so. <laughs> I'm always yelling for the poetry, so I say, let's go. Give us what you got. All right, I'll, <clears throat> I'm doing this piece. It's called um, Note to Self. I'm excited. Death makes a good lemonade, or life isn't sweet. Walk around in my shoes so you can feel how it is to live in a body that you don't belong to. Come to my house and find a home. Enter my world. Look into the sky and find my God. Bring me his son and tell me that I'm crazy. Find courage in bullets. Find safety in violence. Find sound and silence and tell me I'm insane. Look my eye in his soul and tell his spirit that you don't judge him by his sexual orientation. Grip my neck. Force me into submission. Make me cry. Turn the stereotypes louder so no one can hear me scream. Leave me marked like government vehicles and tell me that you love me. Find the substance that makes you remember that you're living, that religion that creates the need for forgiving. Give me peace with war. Give me pain with lust and tell me that I'm unstable. I've seen the day and it's no better than the night. I've seen the light and the darkness falls just beyond his reach. I've heard body bags zipped, sirens. I've walked with ghosts to the corner store. I've tasted reality and smelled fear. None of it has ever left me. Children swing in playgrounds and no one can see them but me. Yet my path goes untitled to the populace who perceive through ignorance. Label me with some scientific term for dementia, for putting faith in theory that heaven can only be found in an illuminated hell. Some say only God can judge me, but God does not walk this earth. And if he's been calling me, he's calling the phone that isn't mine because my line doesn't seem to be ringing. Or maybe earth doesn't have good reception. Satan is alive. He's present in my everyday. My heart pumps hell in the form of empathy. And I'm cursed with a blessing to feel what others feel all too well. So don't tell me who's coming to rescue me. Don't tell me that there will be better days. The sun only shines long enough for me to get home. And tomorrow is never a new day. It's just Tuesday. Five more 24 hours multiplied by 52 can make me weak in a year because with each word, worlds have clashed with each other over William's shaking spears. These windows to my internal are hollow. No more leaders to follow. The one I thought existed in me was a fraudulent, misguided boy on a path to become what a society would not let pass through its membrane without me ending up in a cell. Do you understand my science? Life isn't sweet, or death makes a good lemonade. Note to self. Snap, snap, snap. Wow. 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 Yes. Wow. <laughs> snap, snap. Pins up. Pins up. I love it. Thank you. I love it. I love it. 
I love your delivery voice. Your voice is just ooh wee. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. It's, that's wow. actually a personal piece that I wrote. Mm, mm. I'm feeling that indeed. And I hope the audience out there, Facebook, uh, those in the chat room, hope you all feeling that piece. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with more of Franklin. I'm going to say his first name. And we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> oh, man.
Memphis and China Blue, and you too. Time to unwind your mind and let poetry of the dark set off that spark in your muse. The poetess in China spread nothing but poetic fire all throughout the matrix to get you caught up in the poetic vortex. It ain't hard to get to, you know the ditches to call. Whether you want a street, hardcore, erotic, or even conscious, they got it all. You ain't gotta sit in the dark on poetry night. All poets get their time to shine on open mic. Tuesday and Friday night, you know what to do. Tell the poetess in China Blue that Diamond J sent you. And we're back. Poetry After Dark featuring... I'm going to do it again, y'all. Nicolai Mitchell. Nicolai, girl. Nicolai. What is going on? Nicolai. Nicolai. Goodness. We'll get it right. (laughs) I want 22 minutes left in the show, and we got a couple more, a few more questions to ask him. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. um, I hear that you're working on a website. Yeah. I had two of them. I had two up, and somehow they're gone today. Um, I don't know if it was me or I do have a sister. Silver and Bobby, she could have erased them. Um, but I don't know what happened. I had uh, in the poem of poets, which is where I just post anything that I write, and I had a November Nights page, which is for the request, and both of those pages are gone. But I saved all yeah. my pieces. Oh, good. That's a, good. A, a big file of just 64 poems that I will have to repost. Mm-hmm. Well, for the people to be able to, to, you know, if they want to contact you or, you know, do collaborations or come see you perform, can you give out the Facebook address? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, it's a... Uh, Franking was www.facebook.com uh, backslash Franking Nicole Metu. That's F R A N K I E M N I C O L I M I T C H E L L. And I'm gonna post that in the chat room. Okay, it's okay. I'm gonna go ahead and post it up in the chat room for those. And like towards the end of the show, we can um. Put it out there again for them. Okay. So, um, when do so you I see have yourself? A question. My question. Oh, you okay. got a question? Because I have a question. Okay. I have a question, but I'll, I'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let me get in here. Okay. My question is I see um, that you were into the slam, the slam poetry. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not really into slam, but, like, what, what, do you prefer to do that kind of poetry over just the straight open mic, everybody get up? Like, do you prefer, prefer that kind of setup? Um, I, I don't. I, I prefer the setup where you or where me, the performer, is either equal at an equal level with the audience or lower than the audience. And um, that way you feel surrounded by the audience and you're, you're either speaking up to them or speaking at them not speaking above them or, or um, you know, it's, I think the setup is important. The the slam is, is too, they say everybody wins, and they say it's not about the competition, it's about the art, but it's about the competition because that's what it is, it's a competition. That's what it is. Um, and 
and it's good. And I'm not saying it's not not good. If you prefer, you prefer. But I I just don't feel like um, that's that's the best place to try to hone your your art or try to expand because it's it's a they put you in a situation where they don't give you enough time to to actually rework your technique. You enter it and then you go as as you are and you get as far as you can and then after that it's over. Whereas, you know, the open right. mic is, is love, it's all energy. People come to hear, they come to listen, they come to share, they come to learn. They don't come to win anything, you know. So I, I do prefer the open mic uh setting way more than a slam. Yeah, I think as do I. everything you just said. I don't slam at all. You don't slam at all? No, I don't do the slam thing because, like like he was saying, you know, I don't know. I never heard of it not being a competition. And it's more like they want to get into a rap stage more than poetic. So I I really don't Mm -hmm. dig that too much. It's it's taken away from the people want us to do slam on our show. They they want us to do the slam on the upper mic. We don't do that around here. We love around here. That's right. <laughs> now, China, I have a question for you. Uh oh. Co host, do you have your switchboard up? I do have my switchboard up. Yay. Because I want to um, play one of his tracks for the people so they can hear his track. And my switchboard is not operating right now. Okay, I'm, got, I'm with you, Dan. I'm with you. What are we doing? Okay. If you um, scroll down, it's going to have an asterisk in front of it and his first name, and you can play either one. But let it, you know, let them know which one you're going to play. Oh, she didn't put me on the spot. Okay. Now you got to get your work in somehow. Now. <laughs> I was, I was thinking it. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Wait, I'm in. It's an alphabetical order. But you know what? It's okay. Expo. If you can't find it, I see. I got it back up. So. If you can't find oh, wait, out, no, wait. here I am. I'm with you. I'm here. Yay, me. <laughs> we got you. Yay. Nicola, I got you. We're playing the system. Let's go. Right now. Wake up, you niggas. Punk little niggas. Keep your head down. You from the slums, dumb niggas. Single file line that you come from, niggas. Quiet down. It's not the time to be loud, chump niggas. I've devised a plan to kill all y'all niggas. Said mostly y'all to jail having falls, you niggas. Blackface the stage, curtain draw, you niggas. Set it up so at the end you kill yourself. So, nigga. Unprotected sex, all, all raw, nigga. HIV and AIDS, yeah, that's all y'all niggas. Take your legs from under you. No tall niggas, welfare mom, nigga. Convert Islam, nigga. Flood the block with water, George Bush, these niggas. Not H2O, the drugs that you cook with, nigga. Serve it, cocaine, crack, addict niggas and the bitch niggas. Slow broke, no dick niggas. And you blame it on the system? I'm appalled, y'all niggas. It wasn't white people, wasn't Paul, y'all niggas. You're the ones who tried to walk before you crawled, y'all niggas. So take a look in the mirror, it was all y'all niggas. 
keep your two balls because three strikes in your outhood, nigga. Innocent kids killed and drive-by, shoot all good, niggas. Then Facebook post on the block like it's all good, nigga. Y'all some awful niggas. I hope the clan off you, niggas. Burn you all next to the cross. Oh, God, you niggas. Isolate you so we never come across odd niggas. No interracial, no cross with niggas, and never show them the English model. No Kate Moss, nigga. And you wonder why they all call y'all niggas. Because even when we can't, we try to ball. We niggas. Our niggas like niggas up can only make collect call niggas, so they betray us all. That's what we all call niggas. I started up the project to break down the project, niggas. Turns you all against yourselves, y'all know logic, niggas. This ain't even where it all started, nigga. You been on the blind date with death, Roger lost you, niggas. Starved you, niggas. Slaved you, niggas. Arm robbed you, niggas. Raped you, niggas. I'm a starship. Trade you, niggas. Degrade you, niggas. King to hate you, niggas. And the only one who wants to change is Frank King. You, niggas. Take the bullet from the dream. Loop the king, you, niggas. Clean the gentrification, let's get rain, you niggas. Group us all together, try to team, you niggas. As long as we're divided, then we all are niggas. African, Hispanic, Indian, uh, niggas. I'm a need for all y'all to listen, nigga. It takes more than one nigga to beat the system, nigga. Well, yo. Oh, okay. Let me bring him back on the line so we can. I got questions for this one here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Somebody stop Franklin. Him. Franklin, please explain to me. I'm back. Wow, where you coming from in this piece? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, well, with this piece, I had to. I was angry, of course. <laughs> yeah. I was angry. Um. It came. It rooted from a discussion I had with with uh, people who were at least twenty plus or thirty plus older than me, and they were talking about the system. They were talking about the white man, and you know the the good old talks you have. Um, they were talking about how they got us in the system, where even going to college is a part of the system, and things like that. But I made the argument. You know, I listened. I listened for about about an hour and a half. I didn't say anything. I just took it all in. And when they finished talking, I said about four sentences, and one of them was, "Who? But who can you really blame? The people who made the system, or the people who, who act in the system? You know, if mm-hmm. if you identified the system already, and you're telling me to prepare me for the future about the system, my question is, what are you doing to break the system? What are you doing to break the cycle? That's, and I think that's one of the biggest problems is that people are very good at identifying a problem but not very good at acting on it. And I'm I'm saying that the system has been identified, like the, the simple system of, of racism, you call me nigger because you, you um, are trying to make a derogatory term to put me down and keep me down. But for me to be upset is to give in to the system. And... 
for me to accept that that's what you're doing and accept that that's what that word means is give it to give into the system. So I treat nigga like I treat the word thug. I can use it any, I can use it whenever I want to, and I don't get offended by it. And if someone said it to me, I wouldn't get offended. And I feel like if I said it to someone else, they shouldn't get offended because it's just, it's just what someone else put. It's the weight someone else put on the word. How you take it is how you take it. You should put your own leverage on the word. And we should put our own letters on the system. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. And it's rare that I hear another person say what you just said, so respect. Because normally it's like, oh, you should, we should banish all of these words. And and, and I'm like, well, what are odds to that? Because I'll say that now, and then five minutes from late, from now, I'll be like, nigga, what you doing? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. I don't. I agree. I agree with what you said wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. But there's nigger and then there's nigger. Okay, there's two. In my mind, mm-hmm. there's two different concepts there. I mean, to say nigger is one thing, but to say nigga is different for me. I just. I mean, I can't shake that nigger. I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just can't do it. But I respect your opinion on that because that that particular. It's like China said that particular word has had a lot of mayhem from it. And mm-hmm. how it should be used, but people need to understand that word ain't going nowhere. They've been using that word since the beginning of time when it comes to us. And it's just exactly. the idea of the fact that people say, well, we should just demolish it. And I'm like, okay, well, people still running around here calling bitch. Nobody wants to be called a bitch, but we're not going to take it out the English language. Right. And we're just not like going to refer to nobody. Nothing else is bitch. Right. You can't, you can't, but like, people still use it. I don't want to be called one, however, you might see your girl and be like, bitch, what's up? You know, excuse right. my language. I'm just using it as the term for right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could take, you could take nigga out your sentence, but you can't take sentences from niggas. That's how I see it. Yeah, you wow. Okay. I just want to okay. take the call. Right now, while they're holding on before they have to go, is that all right? Okay. Is this call in reference to the interview, or is this something else? Are you gonna give me a hard time either way? Because whatever the answer that's not gonna give me in trouble, then that's the answer I'm giving. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you this, cause the interview is almost <laughs> over. Let's wrap the interview up, and we will open the mic for those who want to get on the mic. Let me wrap this interview up real quick. Okay, y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. Reason. Yeah, I need about seven minutes, please. That's about it. Seven minutes, and I swear to everybody on the line, I'll give everyone a chance to get on the mic. Um, Okay. Frank, (laughs) you too, because I I definitely want you to sit again. Um, Okay. Where do you see yourself and your poetry in the next five years from now? Five, well, hopefully I, I want to see it in the book somewhere, but, um, I want to be pretty much, I want to teach. I want to teach. I, will, I also want to keep growing as an artist, but mainly I want to teach um, how the creative writing process. I want to teach the things that I did to, you know, improve my vocabulary, the things I did um, to, uh, just like, from actually sitting down and constructing sentences or constructing or putting structure to, to a piece. I want to teach that to to whoever's willing to learn, but mainly I want to teach you uh, where I grew up in the inner city, and um, so I want to I want to teach. I want to 
you know, obviously I want to publish my own things, and I still want to. I want to be active in the community. I want to use. I want to use my art to help in whatever way it can help. But, but mm-hmm. most importantly, I do want to see. I want to publish myself because I think that's important to to gain leverage for people to actually take you seriously and listen to what you have to say. Yeah, I dig that. And if you need any insight on publishing, I'll be willing to help you out because I did a lot of research on that. Um, okay. You said you was going to school for, um, or have you took classes or something for poetry itself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was at um, Northwestern University uh, doing English and writing, um, and that was my major. And um, I actually finished up, so it was only a, a couple. I got enough money to take um, two two semesters, and I started in January of last year. So. Um, I'm actually done right now because I had an AP score that was that testing out of a couple classes, and I'm I just I got accepted into Auburn University, so I'm considering going there. I might just stay in Chicago and go to Columbia and work on my mm-hmm. master's in fine arts or something like that with creative writing because they actually have a poetry major there. So wow, that's neat. Congratulations. And they got a lot of uh, a lot of good activities around. There's a lot of stuff. Do you do a lot of stuff in the Chicago area still, or you only deal out in the suburbs where you are? Oh well, out here I, I don't even know where I am, so I don't do anything out here. Oh but, wow! Um, <laughs> when I go out, and I do whatever I can. I do it in the city. Um, right now, my my number one working location is um actually near Hyde Park. Um, okay. I think it's actually Lake Park. Um, so it's over. It's over there in forty five hundreds, um, and yeah, that's what that's pretty much what I'm working out of now. But I still, if if there's opportunity, I I'm down. I I run down to the north side to do anything related to poetry. So, okay, well you need to you know vibe with me and we we'll talk you know so we can promote you around and you know so I can see you in person, see you, see your voice in person. Okay. Indeed. <laughs> Real quick before we we let you go, you were saying something about well you didn't say it, but I read something about you know you do a lot of community stuff and you're you know you're a spoken word activist. So I wanted mm-hmm. to know exactly what 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 exactly have you been doing you know with your voice as far as oh. being an activist in the community. Uh, what what I've well the number one thing that I was doing was teaching. There's a, the high school I came from. I had a group of fifteen to twenty uh, freshmen and sophomores. And what I was doing with them, I was help I was helping them organize themselves to take action in their own schools to make changes they wanted to see. Like if they had dress code, if they didn't want dress code, how to change that. If if they felt like the school wasn't safe, which most of them agree wasn't, then to talk to the, the teachers and how to construct a meeting to get what they want, to get more safety, to get more security guards and more more uh, routes how to establish a network of safety and responsibility with security. Just a bunch of me, I help them organize to do whatever they want to do and get whatever they want to get done at the school. And then outside of that, um, I will help plan rallies for, like, the CPS budget cuts. They cut a lot of money and a lot of they laid off a lot of teachers, and we were rallying against that. I was part of that whole movement and um, organizing that. And right now, uh, me and Elijah are trying to teach youth about the media production Today you can do whatever you want, you know, with promoting yourself on the internet. But we want to teach them how to do it right. Like we want to get them down to the basics, how to uh, do audio journalism and how to 
um, how to produce their own music and things like that, teach it to the young people so they won't just go out there just doing whatever they want and looking, you know, looking unprofessional. So that's that's what I'm doing right now, just trying to help the youth out for for um, as of now until we move on to the next level. That's what's that. All right. All right, one last question, and I'm going to put your track on, and mm-hmm. we're going to wrap this up. When you write, um, did you learn from school about writing in a certain format, or you just haul off and just write? Uh, I, I didn't. I don't. I really. I didn't really. I guess I learned some from school. I can't say school had nothing to do with it. I learned the structure from school um, to organize. You know, I write all my thoughts down, then I try to organize them, kind of like an essay. And mm-hmm. so I learned that part from school. But mainly, when I write, the the one thing I always do is I take words that I take emotions and I replace them with with nouns or things that remind me of that emotion. I try to interchange them. And then I look at it, and it looks, you should see the draft. It looks, you wouldn't understand them. So I, I look at them, I replace emotions with nouns, and then I go back over it, and I try to make sense of it. And then I re, then I structure it again. It, it's a long process. I, I really can't even explain it. But, you know what? Everybody, I believe, every poet has their own structure. I mean, I, I go through a lot to get out of peace myself. So I definitely dig what you're doing on that. And I think that's where the best pieces come from. Instead of just hauling all writing, because a lot of times people just don't understand where people come from, kind of put a, a format to it and understand your own feelings to be able to put them in the words. So I feel you on that. Sometimes I write like that. And then most of the time I just go, I just write, just whatever I'm feeling. If it don't sound right to you, then maybe it wasn't for you. But I'm writing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I All right, Miss Tyler Blue, I'm going to go ahead and play another uh, Franklin track. This is What If, and after this, we will open up the mic. I know everybody's been waiting to hear that, so here we go. (laughs) What if friends become more valuable than family? What if people you are with the longest drive you through the dirt and expect you to stand up first in their defense? What if relations that are supposed to be thicker than water become mere titles in the mind? What if you knew that you were going to get a chance to leave and you knew you weren't coming back no matter what? What if you knew that if you were blessed with fame and fortune tomorrow, you wouldn't claim anyone from the tree you fell from? What if no one could bring you down because you're always at the bottom, and no one could take you to the top because you never trust their motives? What would you do if every day was a waste? Every night, a year. Every minute, a month. Every sunset, short-lived. Every moonrise, dreaded. Every second, spent trying to figure out the fastest way to the root of evil, not to be rich, but to be away, to leave, take a select few with you if they're willing to go and erase the rest from the past. What if you were your only therapist and still couldn't figure out things about yourself? What if everyone loved your smile but never knew the truth behind why you allowed the falsehood of happiness to even cast a shadow across your face? What if when you wrote, you bled? What if when you wrote, you lived, and when you stopped, you were dead? What if you couldn't rhyme a word and kept the nerve through the night to search through a dictionary just to make syllables meet, even if it turned the sentence factionary? 
What if comprisal thoughts to end the world would save the girl that slept in your eyes at night while time dried tears to her cheeks and you could feel her soul move when she laid in the sheets in her bed in your head? What lifeless was not the opposite of life? What if figments of your imagination were figments of imagination and there was no boundary between the real and spirit? Instead of hearing the sound, you could feel it. What if you knew you possessed a wound and time couldn't heal it? What if your heart became a machine, rendering you inhuman, and the grass grew brown and clouds crowded while thunder laughed in the face of lightning, that clash would rain and the sky was the battlefield. The ground was the haven, and there was no heaven. Hell presented itself and chuckled at a god, and Jesus was just a Hispanic friend. Virgin Mary, young Caucasian female, and the Bible was a fable. Religion aired on cable, belief was a joke, faith was a hoax, and faith, a girl you used to know. Back in the day when everything was okay and fire hydrants were open for summer fun, Chico sticks were popular and popularity didn't matter as long as you came to ball. The court wasn't used as ideal gang fight locations or to conceal weapons of mass murder and soldiers were never deployed across seas where there aren't enough monitors for us to see the truth that the youth received first class tickets to death and dishonor. And the death of an honor roll student didn't have to be honored. Students who graduated from high school and received a diploma were aware that there's a difference between comma and coma. What if Osama was caught and brought before the judge to be hung, before all his wives, daughters, and sons? But when the rope was lifted and his neck snapped, no one clapped. And instead of celebration, there was retaliation. And nations worldwide were involved in the nuclear holocaust. All while you watched the world dissolve. And I tried to resolve all its problems through the point of a ball pen. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. wow. I definitely got to dig into this thesis for real. I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to read more of your work. So if you can get posting on Facebook, I'd gladly appreciate that, Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I will get right on it. Yeah, make sure you accept my prayer request, too. So act funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might click the new not now button, you know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I never tell it to not now, though. <laughs> Like you're going to change your mind after you decline right. a friendship. Struggling <laughs> fence, you might want to come back to it. Oh, wait, I can do that? I'm going to start doing people like <laughs> You ain't know that thing says not now or accept friendship. Like you want to change your mind after you decline a friendship. That's funny. Wow. But, Don't um, put me on the not now. You know what? That's okay. That's why your time <laughs> almost up, brother. Your time is almost uh-uh, up. No, you didn't. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Me and China are so glad that you came tonight with the interview, and we appreciate your presence, and we definitely appreciate yes. what you're doing in the community. Yeah, I thank you, and I appreciate you for having me. I just want the audience to know that this young man is only 20 years old. 20 years old, all that enlightenment, all of that feeling y'all just felt, 20 years old. I was glad nobody said nothing to the end of the show. 20 years old, all that y'all just heard. That's deep. I love it. Age ain't nothing but a number, baby. Be 21 in, you know, six days. I'm good. 
not quite reality, where you are my love story, you are my main attraction, the reaction to my action, and the way I feel for you, you see, is only just a fraction that relays one-third of the way I truly feel. The other two-thirds just can't be explained. It changed my thoughts and the words. It's like trying to contain in a front of flames or maybe stopping the clouds from making the rain like a woman in labor without any pain. But we knew what it was. So it will be what it will be. Two friends whose fate lies in the hands of destiny. So I'll just let you and I eventually become weak because we knew what it was. So let's just be. Snap that piece. Snap, snap, snap. No reason. <laughs> Thank Dang you. reason. <laughs> Thank yeah, you right. Too. That was dope. Good job. I'm glad you called in. Thank you for sharing with us. Blessing the mic so wonderfully. Anytime. That's what's up. Right, hey, Reza, are you on? Next. Before you let her go, let me ask her, is she on Facebook? I am on Facebook. You can find me under Sarah Smile, S-A-R-A-H, Smile. So go ahead, send right. me a friend request. So you can find me under Facebook uh, page. We already friends, so you can look me up through her, too. All yeah. right, that's Bye. that. Thank you for calling. No problem. All right, Miss China. You got it going hot tonight. <laughs> right, right. Okay, we got another call. I'm not sure who it is. Uh, area code 786. I'm about to bring you in. So. How are you doing, ladies? How are you? I'm all right. Um, this is my first time on a show, and I've I've heard the feature poet, and he's amazing. I just got to tell you, he's a real good, good guy, really good, very talented. Yeah, I and, agree. And I wanted, my name is uh, David D.C., the voice of reason, and I wanted to um, bit a piece on here, if I could. You sure can. Tell me. All right. uh, This piece is uh, called Children of the Ghetto, and the basis of the poem is to not become a circumstances of uh, your reality. Not allowing your reality to become your circumstances. Let me know when you're ready. Go on ahead now. I was shot long before I could ever commit to the healing Cause hollow points don't have souls Starstruck with dying to stay alive And failures are fertilized with tears that are covered by blankets of gun smoke And death is choked by the hands of circumstance to the sequel of regret And all this happens even before the sun sets So success confessed that it kept my reality lying. It was like a comedian marrying a mortician. I had to laugh to keep from crying because even though I was trying, I was failing. Homeschooled with adversity that taught me lessons with questions that went unanswered. I felt like a cancer that needed a zodiac to belong to, a star that needed a sky to belong to, a soul that needed a peace of mind to belong to. So I kept switching dealers because I hated the hands I was dealt, not knowing my wealth was dictated by my worth. And to make matters worse, my tongue was cursed with the cost of negligence that almost killed my unborn seed. Leaving me to raise this bastard child of reality as a commodity with no investors. And this thing called life was paid to test us. 
and dreams were boxed up and put on shelves for rainy days that never come. And truth be told, these ghettos only exist in a state of mind that could easily change area codes. Because freedom was sold with a vision with no glasses. So for my own protection, I went God's direction, expecting a harvest that could feed nations under one God and one statement. Cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. Cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. I said cheat death by speaking life into one that's not promised. I told life that love made it easier to deal with. But I'm so sick of excuses, cooks, and promises just so we can digest it. And my gauge of anger is always tested. Within these city limits of race of one color with different shades. Hating to love how I was raised. Unfazed by drive-bys, because that's how I keep track of time. Death divided by crime. And it's only a matter of time when pissy hallways will only convict those who choose to ignore the stench. And I resent the fact that my lies are the only thing that made my reality make sense. And I'm convinced that love don't love me the way it used to, because I ain't seen God in days. And even though I pray for better days, I'm tired of fighting and tired of writing about one day we shall overcome, when my words become useless to a heart that has nothing to listen to. But faith made my third eye more visible, resurrecting hopes of changing my ghettos to condos, allowing my nose to smell salvation without getting a chance to taste it, accusing my heart of being racist, because let's face it, covering a wound with a Band-Aid don't mean that it's healing, because resentment ain't user-friendly. Because freedom attempted to buy peace and it's still on their way. So I looked at brighter days straight in the face without taking no for an answer. To cancel out these egos that chose to ease God out. Because even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. Even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. Even though I haven't seen God in days, I still know he's on his way. Snap, snap, snap. Wow. Um, we have a uh, T.S. Poetically Spoken in the chat room who says, hello. <laughs> That's my girl, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, she's loving that piece. <laughs> uh, that piece is that definitely piece. deep. And it, it's for real. If y'all ain't feeling where this man has come from, something wrong with y'all. And I thank you for calling in and sharing that piece with us tonight. Yeah. And that oh. end just had me all messed up. Thank you for messing me up. <laughs> all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I still know he on his way. Boy, I'm about to start Get him off the line. Go. <laughs> no, no, no. Before you go, before you go, tell everybody yeah. how they can find your work. Definitely. Okay, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, David Crouch, that's C-R-O-U-C-H, uh, D-C, The Voice of Reason. That's my whole thing on Facebook. Okay, right, I'm going to let say, okay. and don't put me on the not now list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that earlier. I'm going to definitely click both of y'all in. <laughs> All right, thank you for calling. Oh, you, uh, oh wow. Okay. All right, China. so what are we going to do? Let's take a break. Let's take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to pull in my sunshine. 
these people I met at Mojo's, it's a poetry set here in Chicago at UIC every other Thursday, and I met them there, and I'm like, oh, you guys got to get on the show. So Miss Reason is one of the people that I met, and the next young lady that we're going to bring on after the break, she's also someone that I met on right. Mojo's. Shout outs to uh Shotown. Y'all getting it in tonight. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go to break and we'll be back.
original Poetry yeah. After Dark. And we're back. And we're back. From underneath the flowers. <laughs> so you have a call that's coming in. We have Essence on the line. I swear I don't know what I want to call it. Sometimes it's poetically spoken, sometimes it's Essence, but I like Essence. So we got her coming up as well. So when you bring in your caller, she'll be next. All right, all right. I'm feeling that. Okay, warrior woman, I hope you're ready. I'm about to pull you in. 727, you're on the air with Deep Odis in China Blue. Hey, how's it going, ladies? Hi. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. It's been a great show so far. I'm so glad you called. Me too, and I have a new piece in everything. Uh-oh, we got something new. Okay, well, go ahead. Let's keep it going. I'm, I'm moving out the way. Let's go ahead. Let's just put your piece. Right. Say who you are and oh, where you're from. And go I'm Adrian, a.k.a. the Warrior Woman. I'm uh, representing University of Illinois at Chicago, and uh, my piece is about bullying. That sounds Go. We traced each other's scars. Fingers trailing the silver legacy, exposing ourselves in stories. He told me that my marked body was beautiful. Funny, because I always thought that I had too many scars. Too many, or, or maybe not enough, or, or maybe just the wrong ones, because I wish you could see shame fractured across my face like freckles. Why aren't my features fragmented when I feel so broken? Look through schoolgirl pictures and you can watch self-consciousness sprouting in snapshots. Profiles against Olin Mill's backdrop see the slant in my smile so slightly. It gets better, they told me. When recess bells signal that the battle has started, you don't want to be caught off guard so skin thickens like armor. And weaponry is so heavy but the sword and shield are easier to put down than taunts that slowly become part of your identity. It's easy to lay down your weight, but dishonor can't be dropped so easily, especially when it feels like your story is becoming a tragedy. But even if you are lost in tragedy, you must remember that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and we've all got problems. So your life is too high a price to pay just to solve them, when it gets better, and it does get better, so pain isn't enough of a reason. Not when the prettiest flowers so often bloom late in the season. Not when ugly ducklings evolve into swans, but they don't tell you that those late-blooming flowers often get plucked too roughly, showing stems and opening petals too trustingly, and those Full-grown, ugly ducklings never really believe that the other swans will accept her, waiting for the day when the newly impressed ducks ultimately reject her, because the only thing more dangerous than being too ugly is getting pretty too quickly. Resentment flows thickly, so remember to stay humble. Can't ever really relax in this urban jungle where camouflage is necessity. Check it. I'm cloaked in makeup, lipstick, high heels. You can't even see me. You can't even see we. We unopened sunflowers. We little gray signets. We carriers of so many regrets cannot just get better. Yes, we know that it just gets better. It just gets better. Too slowly. 
That's my poem. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Okay. Stand up. Stand up. Sunshine. Warrior woman. What it do? I wish I knew the Zena cry. I swear I'd do it. I swear I'd do it. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you. So if you want to hear more of my, oh yeah, I definitely will. And if you want to hear more of my stuff, go to thewarriorwoman dot org. Thewarriorwoman dot org. You bet. Okay. I'll be okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you right. Guys. And make sure you come back on Friday and spit another piece for us if you got time. Definitely, we'll do. Thank you. Right. Well. Girl, it's already all fire. So bring, <laughs> bring the flame. Bring PS. Bring, bring, bring essence. Bring it. All right. They definitely done threw the microwave. We have to get another one made for her. So here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> I'm good. Let's Let say I'm good, girl. I'm good. <laughs> Real good. I, um, I was like, you know, I was here earlier. And I said I was, I was telling the, the, the energy that's in here is, I'm digging it. You two are really doing your thing. I need y'all to know that. <laughs> oh, thank you, and we love your support. Mm, That's why I tried to make yeah. sure I came and showed my support on your show. I said I gotta go and show my love back. I want people to think I'm acting funny. I love you. <laughs> I'm gonna show you my love back. I know. You know, I, I lost my damn mind, right? Seeing you up in there, I was like a groupie, like <gasps> holding my breath. Oh no, she said it. <laughs> <laughs> in China, with yeah, all her her music, man, she just. She got me in a world, man, on Facebook. She takes me away. Right? Who knew we had so much in common? Who knew? I know. <laughs> it's madness. But um, anyway, I'm a, um, I'm going to spit this piece. It's called I Am. And uh, I don't want anybody to think I have a chip on my shoulder because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I'm getting ready to get into the character. I am. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Give it to him. All right, then. I am a woman of greatness, sickness, a woman full of pureness who continues to rep this game called life. I am the youth to my roots that continues to coincide with my unchained spirit turning it blue from gray skies. I am a woman with a degree of potent substance, an East Coast-style roughness, homegrown plumpness that sprouted from fertile grounds of knotted-up explosives. I am a beam of light, bringing the sunrise to any setting, grateful for the gifts I am blessed with. I am the strength and wisdom to a center's peace, demanding the world to take notes when they sit before me. I am the oxygen that nurses you to breathe your next breath. I am the bloodline to the poetic seeds to whom I gave birth. I am the footsteps to trials and tribulations that some have not even walked with yet. I am your worst nightmare, your favorite dream, a sandy-coated mirage of pinned-up fantasies. I am meaning. I am purpose. I am worthy. I am what's underneath the surface. 
I am what you wish you could be. I am hungry and thirsty, but only for the gulps of ultimate highs feast. I am the greatest servings with a talented tongue, pulling polluted verses from your darkened lungs. I do work with mine, have your mind swerving, accident-prone twirling, longing to grip these soft hips in my juicy thighs. I am the attributes that be flossing, with these curves swaying from side to side, a gentle kitten turned lioness from Boston with schemes of endless rhymes. I am that feel-good juice that'll have your cup runneth over, and you drunk off this hundred proof of sober. I'm so dope, I'll turn your boring stories into a synopsis. I'll switch your religion from Buddhist to Baptist, Rasta to Jewish, Muslim to atheist, have your birthday celebrated with the Jehovah's while shouting out, Essence is the greatest. I am the greediest of lovers. The greediest of lovers, I'm the best kept secret to uncover. The best habit for a fiend to discover. I am the legs and the hurdles that refuses to be bumped off rides from all that straddling. I am a being that loves hard and fights even harder. Having them crave the gem that turns blocks of ice into flavored water. I fear nothing. I fear no one. Did y'all hear me? I said, I fear nothing. I fear no one. Willing to back up everything I've ever spoken. Turned you into a wannabe refugee on the run and damn a Newport. I'll let my steel do the smoking for test tasting this woman of steel's potion. I'll turn your weightless words and you into a defamed nursery rhyme spitting Sesame Street's type poet. I am the rumor you try to promote. And you, a distorted, obsessive hate who's the brunt of your own lame-ass jokes, and I am the reflection of my heavenly king, not to mention a wildly sometimes untamed bona fide devilish beast, <laughs> but nevertheless, I am not you. I am not him. I am not her. I am not even them. I am a poet. I am that queen. I am me. And that's that piece. And remind me not to get on your bad side, not ever, okay? <laughs> I'm talking wow. about the way y'all blaze this mic, boy. It just makes me not even want to write poetry no more. Like, I just feel so untalented tonight. I swear. Oh, man. Thank y'all. You know, I don't even know. It just, my cheeks are hurting, y'all. I'm going to go in the corner now. <laughs> Shoot, man. She killed the mic in this picture. I don't even know if we can bring it back now. We brought it back for her. She done, She broke it down right again. <laughs> All the time. Every I time. I promise you, I'll bring y'all you some more, man. Back. Next time I come. Y'all want platinum? You want what? What you want? Gold? Yeah, I love what platinum. You? I love platinum. Diamond studies. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> diamonds always work. You know, girls, diamonds, oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think y'all deserve the diamond-studded mic, so we're going to bring that next time. But I'm not responsible if y'all, if something happened to those, okay? <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> I love to both of you queens, man, and thank you for uh, continuing to keep the fire lit twice a week, not once. Twice a week. Don't we work hard? We some hard working women. Oh, I know she ain't over there taking all the credit. Talking about somebody working hard. 
Okay. It ain't about me now. It's about y'all. But now mm-hmm. I gotta put, really say thank you to China for putting it back to me because I really was down in a bad place and she brought it back for us to come back and do our thing. So yeah. Well, bless China for that because um, you know we we have those people in our lives who touch us in a way where it brings us out the funk that we're in. And then just makes us become, we come back even like 10 times stronger than we was the first time. And that's what it is. And if I can help China keep you on the map, then that's what I'm here for. You just know that. Um, yeah, well, down too. So we know it takes us to bring each other. We're going to come about that song together. We absolutely. Can't sit down now. We got to get up. Absolutely. That's what it is. Well, I'm proud of you, ladies. I'm going to go ahead and let the next person come in. But thank you all for the love. And um, I'm going to stay tuned for the rest of the poets. That's what's up. Man, love, Essence. Yeah, you all too. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love. That's what's up. All right. We have, I do see another caller that put their hand up. Uh, I want to know if you're going to spit the night, Miss Co-host. I don't even think so. I just told you. I'm all scared of the mic. Did you see all the stuff that we did? Okay, okay. You can be scared. I'm a (laughs) breeze. Everybody, I feel so untalented. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, but guess what? I'm going to stand up and do something before the end of the show. I, You know, we as hosts are supposed to represent, but I guess I'll just be alone in it. <laughs> right, look, we just went from we to Uno, just that quick. Because you are y'all. I'm saying Uno, what's up with the door show? But okay, we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> we're going about to pull in 216. 216, you're on the air with the poetess in China Blue? Well, hello, the poet is in China Blue, and um, hello. I'm going to give you something really um, quick. It's Mama Ola Deji, All Around Queen, hey. and I'm going to read a poem about um, the, uh, the Forgotten Gods. All right, All Around Queen, give it. <laughs> Ungiven to women, the only the only name they call out is the name of my son, Horace whom they call Jesus, and I am his mother, Isis. And so, no, I am not jealous. Balance is the yin and the yang, needed in all things. Balance is calling our name, the carriers of nutrients, givers of life, the breath, the life, and the death. From the womb to the tomb, I carry you. I am Isis, the high octave the high note, the sky note, the bass, and the drum. And Horus is my son. I laugh with the angels. Our children dance in the sun to the bass and the drum. Our children call home, never asking to speak to me. Not an utterance of me do they chant, unappreciated and unacknowledged. Give credit where credit is due. We love you, too. Isis, Lakshmi, Yemenya, Seshet, we love you too, mothers of the womb, man, human, man with the womb. We are woman. To him you give our praises. My son, for him I gave to you. For him you get prostrate. For me you are silent. I am silenced out of existence. The first and the last breath, life came from me till death 
from the cradle to the crypt, from America to Egypt, from the womb to the tomb, my children forget me. Children of my loins, silent ones, you have forgotten me. Just a whisper from you. Acknowledgement. Give credit where credit is due. Mankind, human, man, woman, credit is due, but not given. Inzali, Beate, Aphroditus, Tara, Kwayin. We are waiting to dance with you, to beat rhythms, to blow into you the mist of our wisdom. Gab and Newt, mother of your brother Horace, activate our names. We love you too. Children of the forgotten gods, give credit where credit is due. Gods listening, the gods are listening. The forgotten gods with no utterance of their names, giving all the praise and going prostrate to call his name. Handed down, we handed this down to you. We gave you Horus. No more they call him Jesus or Jesus. No more do they call us the womb. The mothers of life. Silent gods to the sun they sent to weak mortals like you. All of the glory. I'm not jealous. It's just bad intentions. They ignore and denounce us when we are his mother and father. Our children programmed to forget us. Thousands of years of love disconnected. We need you to be reconnected. We, through your utterance, can be resurrected. The forgotten gods needing to hear our children's voices, long forgotten, and some forgot from whence they come. Distorted stories, wisdom gone, numb, stolen legacies, dynasties, knowledge, and worth. Oh, my children, children of my loins, call our names. We are forgotten, but we are listening Forgotten gods of the womb, the ones, the woman, a man without a womb is a man. A man with a womb is a woman. All life began. God's beyond realms for time is lost, but not out of reach. We are neglected, willing to embrace you. Listen, it's Isis, Lakmi, Yemenya, Sehet, whispers, chant our names, chant our names, chant our names. We are forgotten. Needing your attention, the attention of our children. We left you proof that we were here and we are listening in poem. Thank you, uh, OJ, for calling in and spitting that piece for us. It's always a blessing to hear you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for letting me see it. You're welcome. I'm just going to listen. Okay. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and play a track. And we're going to come back with the future artist that we had earlier today, Frankie. And he's going to set another piece for us. And I'm going to follow. And at that point, we're going to get ready to close the show. So let's keep this thing moving. we got about 20 minutes. And we'll be right back, people. What we got? I cannot find somebody else. 
that is the question. Are you serious? Hey, this is your man. Sound off now. For the best in poetry and spoken word, join my fam, the Angelic Poetess. That's every Tuesday and Friday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. On the Blog Talk Radio Network, the best in Internet radio. So join my fam, D-A-P, DAP, for some of the hottest spoken word artists and poets on the planet with that special blend of music to soothe you after a long, hard day. Again, that's Tuesdays and Fridays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. for the Angelic Poetess Artist Showcase. I will see you there. All right, we're back. And now we're going to bring back to the mic Franklin. All right, now. Hey, you on the air? Yeah, I'm I on? can't say it. <laughs> yeah, you on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a um, a love piece. I might. Yeah, I might kind of. Is it okay? I'll just do it. All right. It's yeah, called, um, do. It's called <laughs> love pen. I could tell you a story of love, but you heard it before. I could complain about the pain of heartbreak, but you've been through it. I could sing a song of wrong or rap 16 bars of wounds and scars, and none of it would be new to you. But you don't know how I feel. You're incapable of feeling And here I stand perplexed by your simplicity, intrigued by your lack of sensitivity, dumbfounded by how inanimate you are. You don't deserve to know how I feel, how it feels, yet somehow I'm compelled to share my deepest emotions with you, confide in you, express myself to see how you translate. So when I explain to you how I thought she was the one, do you perceive that I'm dumb? When I tell you how my sorrow was similar to crying in the rain, do you derive that I'm numb? When I scream that I pour my heart into her hands and it slipped through her fingers, would you ask, are you done? You see, I stare at you with a twisted mind, a condensed, complex heart and uneven spirit, a tattered soul. I stare at you through narrow perception, unable to comprehend how I overwhelm with raging hormones, thoughts, senses, and nerve, while you just sit, watch and listen, do as you're told, go with the flow, as no less, add no more. Yet you know exactly how I feel. You bleed the blood of words. I transcribe you through my being and verbs, and the inky residue is all I have left outside of memories, the memories of love and the thin line I walked to find it, the path I took blinded, and once the foes were gone, so was love. So I could tell you a story of love, but you heard it before. I could complain about the pain of heartbreak, but you've been through it. I could sing a song of wrong or rap 16 bars of wounds and scars, and none of it will ever be new to you because you are love's pen. And that's that piece. I'm going to say this, Franklin. It's very hard to believe you're, you're 20. I swear to God. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. Uh oh, Cougar's in the room now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Man. Mm-mm. laughs> 
me. I got things to say, but I can't say them on air, so I'm just going to say, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Don't say it on air. Let's not get in trouble. Let's not get in trouble. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to be, I'm going to behave. Thank you, baby, for coming yes. back and sitting at peace. Oh, wow. No problem. No problem at all. Thanks Thank for having you so me again. You'll be welcome. a blessing to the mic. Thank you so much yes. for coming in and being a oh. on the show. And I think we have one more person that raised their hand up in the midst of him spitting. So let's see here. Five one three. Five one three, you on the air with the poetess in China Blue. How y'all doing tonight? This is Romeo Dinati. Oh, we're hey. doing pretty good. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm saying they got a great show. I've been trying to call Thanks in for a thank while. you. Hey, young man, he's doing his thing. I do. Oh, that's what's up. Um, But you had a hard time getting through? Nah. Well, before, it it was kind of packed, and I was was just always trying to get in. Okay, well, you're here now. So so bless us now. You're here now. You're with us now. Give us what you got. Don't be rushing to call us. Don't mind China Blue, okay? First, I'm, I'm, I'm taking up too much time now. I'm rushing people. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to say something. Nah, go ahead, baby. We wait. Okay. I, I wasn't sure which one to choose. I have a piece called Those Lips and a piece called The Pedicure. Lips or those lips? Um, <laughs> those lips is a sensual piece, and those yes. the pedicure is more erotic short story. Hmm. Mm. Which one you want, Cole? I don't even know. Which one you want to just go? Just do something. At first I was going for the lips, but when he said the other one was a true story, I, I want the, the pedicure. You're right, short story. Hello. <laughs> she, she ain't not, she ain't nothing but a, a, a freak. Go ahead and say it. She's always vote for erotica. Always. Go on and do erotica. And Give us what you got. We'll go with that. Okay. It's called a pedicure. I ask that you lend me your ears so I can touch your mind, feel your heart, and enter to your soul with my thoughts. I had a client come over to the house. She was the type of woman that was sexy, thick, and cute, but quiet as a mouse. The pleasure she requested was a 45-minute foot rub. I knew this in advance. The only thing get ready was a tub. In the air with the soft sounds of a mixed CD and the sweet fragrance of come Cupid Melon that shared this space. In her hand was a glass of physical hypnotic on the table and some exotic fruit plate. As I washed, rinsed, and dried her feet, she nibbled her fruit and sipped her drink. In her mind, it was in another world I could see through her eyes. So I took this advantage. And gently kiss below her thighs. Softly, gently kissing the right calf. She willingly and passionately lets down the next heaven gas. I moved up. And butterfly kissed her knee. So it was nice, but took so much that she screamed out, D. That brought a smile to her face. Mine showed the cocky grin. I could tell from her smile, her scent, possibly her moist panties. That I was definitely in. The next thing on my agenda was to remove those red panties. Just then I had a thought. 
how my teeth would come in handy. I blew into her belly button, teeth got her thong. She assisted by lifting up her waist. From that action, I knew it wouldn't be long. Now here I am, face to lips. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't suck our leg. I devoured her clip. I can sit. She grabbed and put it in my braids that she never been tasted like this before. I was up to where she moaned. More, more, more. She could not comprehend what I was doing with my tongue. Maybe it was the clockwise counter. Clockwise, both sides. That gave us this pleasurable fun. What could happen is slow, long, Paint brush strokes up, down, up, down, up, down. They had her juice melting down my throat after an hour. I said after an hour of using her as an appetizer, I was ready for the main course. And that's been coming countless times. She was ready to ride a wild, strong horse. Excuse my bluntness, but she complimented me on my golden, pretty dick. I was excitedly surprised at its length and how thick. Next on my mind was how well she could suck, but those details, <clears throat> they were just too great to give up. Now back. Mr. GPD, who was ready to explore. I laid on her back. She gave me a look. My baby, what you waiting for? As I positioned myself above her soft, melted and warm body, I watched her. I watched her eyes sparkle. I watched as she bit down on her bottom lip. I watched her child swallow the lump in her throat. I watched her nipples become hard and stiff. I watched her stomach tighten, embracing for my entrance. I watched her thighs shake uncontrollably, the result of my platinum tongue. I watched as I spread her thighs apart. Her pussy was literally dripping wet. The only thing left to do was slap my nose in pretty nine inch and set a tight, juicy, wet pussy. Just then, I heard a soft voice say, damn, that was the best foot rub ever. And while still kneeling in front of her ass, I would like to schedule another appointment. That's my thought. Well, 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 um, I really can't comment too much on that, but that was off the chain. <laughs> you Thank definitely you. gave a visionary. I appreciate that. <laughs> what else? The chat's lover, by the way. The chat's lover, by the way. Shout out to the chat room. <laughs> yeah, shout out and to the please, chat. Loving uh, that boy. Don't be a stranger to the show. We would love to have you back. I've been waiting to get on for a while. So next time I bless you with those lips. 
given a vision to see beyond. Not really sure what to do. I prayed. I prayed for understanding. My emotions took over me, and there was no one that believed. Subdued to the truth, denying all that crossed my path, I wanted a wrath to take over me. I wanted to be washed over the island seas. My will to breathe was no longer voluntary. See, all I felt was emptiness. It consumed Death of laws that can never be resumed. It's over, finished. Everything has diminished. And I just want to revive, bring you back alive, wishing you had survived. So I entered this silence, no holds barred violence. Found it so surprising, my life not balanced. No focus was there because, truth be told, I didn't care. Crazy is what they called me, y'all. Straight jacket looking so awfully. 24-hour watch just for something else for me to block. Seeing that the world outside doesn't. Lock them away and send down your judgment. The godly proves so innocently. Everything becomes clear once perfection stands near. He gives you the strength. He gives us the will. But society gives you appeal. Tells you this is the will to take it all away. No more visions or hard decisions. Just a victim of your own reality. That's not how it's supposed to be. See, he sends his company to comfort the almighty Holy Spirit coming so temperate. It got his soul into deliverance. But the devil, that nigga hell bent. He begs for life more than a hundred times a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, 32. And yes, Sunday. But this is not a cliche. Could today really be your day? When things turn all around and everything is upside down? Light turns to darkness and life turns to death. What the hell else is left? There's that self-neglect. And I'm trying to be direct when I say he will wake you up. Nothing happens by mistake. He said there will be hurricanes, wars, religions, and politics, and earthquakes. News break, goddammit. It's all divine intervention. Stop. Peace. Take a listen. You may be missing. Left behind with no more time. Happiness is a state of mind. And what we make of it and how we take the hits. And guess what, y'all? She's still not finished. And that's that piece. Well. All right, all right. Snap to that. <laughs> all right. I found way, I love it the way you read it. Like, I read it on the, I read it, but I love it. I love it. I love it when you spit it. It, it meant something totally different this thing. That was hot. Thank okay. Thank Ain't no time for me. So we're just going to end the show. 
Oh, well, see, that's what happens when you be playing around. I want to play. I want to play. I want to read. I'm going to play nothing. I'm sorry, baby, but I promise you when we start up Friday, you can get it on. It's cool. No hard feelings. <laughs> I didn't want to go no way. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Thanks for everybody for calling in, representing Chi-Town. Thanks for all our listeners. We love you. Thanks for everybody that showed up in the chat room. Yes. It was a great, Special great show. Thanks. To the feature also, um, Nikolai, I probably messed that up again. And Frankum, thank you. Anyways, love you. Next time, Friday, guys, 11 p.m. to 1, we out. Out. Love y'all, Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we call
say 